Scruffy Audio Network. Are you ready to do this? Oh yeah, this is okay. going to be epic. I am so <laughs> excited about this thing. Yes. Okay, you want to you want to introduce us? All right, yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Why Would You Go There? Podcast about travel. I'm Lee, along with my buddy, co-host. Don't say co-host. I'm actually the host. Okay. You're just the extra. My- <laughs> yeah, I'm Troy. I'm the host. And you're the you're there the co-host slash extra. Well, okay. you made it about ten seconds yeah. before you <laughs> before, before you totally botched this. Yeah, okay. Hey, we are so excited today. We really are because we have some folks joining us from all the way around the world. Yes, not all the way around the world because that would be just in West Knoxville, <laughs> uh, but halfway around the world. Yes, so A long way away. We have Craig and Linda from Indie Travel Podcast, which I've listened to. Tons of their podcast. And Craig, Linda, you want to say hello? Hey, hi. G'day, Kiara. Hello. Listen to that. They, they said good day. We don't say that here. So that <laughs> is that is pretty exciting. By here I mean sure surely we're we're <laughs> world famous Alabama? at this point. But <laughs> we're world famous. But I'm talking about people in Tennessee don't say that. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do things a little different this time. It's not gonna from be New Zealand, right? From you New didn't Zealand. Say that. Did I say oh, I no? No. I didn't. Uh, Way to introduce them. Oh, sorry. I botched that, didn't I? <laughs> you did. It happens, it happens yeah. every podcast. Uh, it's so, all right. We're from New Zealand, but we're in Australia, so, you know, it, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yes. So, why don't you is, tell us? Is that folks, like a two for one? Or is, is it, that, yeah, a, that is awesome. I don't know. It is. Because that's, that's got to be like two of the places that people from, from our area, from the U.S., want to go the most because it's generally the toughest to get to, the longest to get to. And the most yeah. expensive to get to. Well, that's true. Those are those, those are the things that are keeping me from going. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the thing. It's it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so the name of the podcast is Any Travel Podcast. Why don't you just, by way of introduction, tell folks uh, how long you've been podcasting. I've got a ton of questions for you because I know you've been traveling forever and exactly what you what this lifestyle is. Yeah, I, I, if I find out exactly what it is, I'll let you guys know as soon as possible. <laughs> but in the interim, uh, yeah, we started podcasting in 2006. Uh, Did they have podcasts in 2006? That's so crazy. True. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, I tell you, we had been traveling for about nine months. And we were they invented the podcast. Home. We have stuffed up so much. We have made so many dumb mistakes. We should be able to share this with people. And we say, we're thinking about doing a website or a blog. It's like, don't do a blog. There's like a hundred travel blogs. The whole thing is just exploded and saturated. There's just too many. You want to do a podcast. There's only like two travel podcasts. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we'll do a podcast. That's a great idea. Thanks, Paul, man. High five. Have another drink. <laughs> Paul, lots of podcast. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah. We had no oh, idea. So we, we agreed that that was going to be our format before we even knew what it was. He's and, a and guy. He's that, what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the cutting edge of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we ended up doing a podcast. That was in 2006. So, yeah, we're literally like two other travel podcasts. That's all there yeah. was. And so you've been doing podcasts since 2006, and you have, gosh, 400. How many podcasts do you have? I think it's 360 something. Oh, 360 wow. podcast. Wow. Yeah. We, we started out doing it once a week and then that was too often. So we went down to once in two weeks and recently we've been a bit slack. So we're about once a month, but we're going to get back into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. 
I just got done listening to your last <laughs> your last podcast, and you were in Auckland at the time. And during the podcast, you said something about being in Australia in three weeks. And I paused the podcast, and my I was driving somewhere. Woke my wife up, who's in the passenger seat, said they're going to be on our podcast in three weeks when they're in Australia. <laughs> so I was pretty excited about it. Uh, so, Way to tell them that your wife was asleep during their podcast. Good job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, a lot I of people have told that they listen asleep. to our podcast and they fall asleep. They, they oh. get into bed, they put on their, their headphones, and they fall asleep to us. So that's, that's a compliment. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a compliment, yeah, sure. right? Yeah, it, I, I was wondering the if there was a voice. marketing angle, you know, the travel podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I thought no, if, no, let's not let's not go there. There are tons of travel podcasts that will put you to sleep for sure. Uh, <laughs> you're, you, one of the reasons we reach out to you guys is because you were maybe the only travel podcast that I found that I was like, okay, these guys seem to have a sense of humor. Uh, we are kind, we kind of act like idiots most of the time when kind we're podcasting. Of, yeah. yeah, we definitely act like idiots most of the time because we travel for and us. And we is, definitely know it's an act. Yeah, no, yeah it oh, is thank an you, act. Thank, thank you. Gosh, way to play along, Craig. Yes. Uh, we, traveling is just so fun for us. We feel like you should be able to just have a great time with it. We're trying to give a little bit of information, uh, but we're trying to have a good time just like we have a good time traveling. And most travel podcasts are very serious about this travel. Uh, And you guys are serious but playful too. So I like that. So that's nice. Thank you. Sure. Um, So you guys have been been, uh, podcasting and traveling so, so you you must have been traveling for a while before you started podcasting. You said like nine months or so. Did I miss that? Did I get that wrong? Yeah. Well, we both come from traveling families. We both travel when we were kids. And then in New Zealand, it's pretty normal to go on an OE, which is an overseas experience. You you pack up, you finish high school, university, or whatever, and you go away for anything between kind of six months to two years. Oh, wow. And we wow. decided we'd – yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. So we decided we'd go for a bit longer, but we wanted to pay off our student loans first. So we – Worked really hard and saved up. And then left when we were a bit older. We were about 23, 24. Yeah, I have to say student loans in New Zealand are probably about 0 to 3% of what they are in the state. So wow. it's, it's not like we, we we came out and got like seven-figure jobs straight out of uni. Yeah, and I say our student loans, but I didn't have one. So. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're really heavily subsidized uh, here. So it's maybe about for, – for like New Zealanders going to a New Zealand university, it's about eight to ten grand a year in, in tuition fees. So it's significantly less than, than in the States. So we were able to do that. Yeah, it's possible to, to save up. I mean, I worked a seventh job. I got a partial scholarship and I just ended with that in your debt. And Craig, I think you just got a scholarship um, a, a uh, last year. Yeah, I had a <coughs> couple of years worth of savings and worked a, a couple of jobs right through university and managed to, to scrape by. But anyway, we're talking but about yeah. traveling. So yeah, we, yeah. We, we paid those off and then we started traveling when we were at 23, 24. And so we're a little bit older and um, we kind of knew what we wanted to do. We wanted to, to live somewhere. We wanted to get a job somewhere. So we trained to be English teachers. And before we left New Zealand, we did an epic kind of six-week road trip around New Zealand with our friend. Right. And then we went to Malta and we got jobs teaching English. I was working in a hotel. And, yeah, from there we just – Started traveling. So I think we started the podcast after we'd had six months in Malta and then about three months traveling through Europe. Then we went to Perth for six months in Australia and we're like coming home after two and a half years or so. It's about three years, I think, yeah. And we were saying, okay, this is this is what we were planning to do. We're coming home. 
Yeah, like, gonna be adults. adults. We're gonna be adults. It's gonna work. And we got <laughs> yeah. home and we just said, yeah, nah. <laughs> so we bought tickets out again. Yeah, with, with, within a week of landing, we had bought tickets to South America. Oh, so wow. <laughs> we, we, we were gone again. And, you know, we, we tried again this year. We said, hey, you know, it's it's 2019. It's time to grow up. And so we, we came back to Auckland in December of last year. And we said, right, we're going to be in Auckland for like two to three years. We're going to settle down. Uh, Linda wanted to go back into teaching. So she's like, right, I'm going to go and get a, a real contract at a real school and, and do this thing. Yeah. And um, the school went, oh, if you get this qualification, then that would be better for all involved. And Linda's like, right, so I can do the qualification part-time over two years by distance or we can go to Tbilisi for two months during the New Zealand winter. And we went, you know, being an adult isn't all it cracked up to be. <laughs> Let's go skip the country again. So, Linda, the, that course got, got shifted. So, in the end, we're going to go to Prague for a couple of months. Um, it's going to be tragic. So, yeah. My experience uh, is so unimpressive. You're <laughs> <laughs> coming back. You're <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, yeah, good idea and all that. But, you know, it's... <laughs> so how many countries? So, yeah, so, it is only for 10 weeks. Well, it's an eight-week course, and then we've got two weeks of holidays. Yeah, so we still haven't figured out how to stop. We've been trying mate, really off, 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 off and on for the last 10 years, but, uh, yeah, still failing. <laughs> That's great. Sounds like you're succeeding to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how many countries have you all been to? Oh, uh, this, is, this is a question of contention. So oh. Linda's Linda's brother is is both competitive and an accountant. So <laughs> he has tabulated <laughs> a, a spreadsheet for the family to compete on. Yeah, um, and with you know because you can break down countries in different ways. Do we True. say like the US is one place, or do we break it down by state? And it's the what same. Do we say and, the, you know, the main part, and then you've got. Alaska and, and Hawaii is different parts. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. like, a lot of countries have these different ways to break them up, which isn't just the, you know, the, the UN geopoliticalist. And so he's come up with, you know, with this big spreadsheet that we tabulate on. We're winning. So, so we're winning, which is good. Of course you are, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that, but he was catching up because he's moved to London with oh. his wife, and they were going on epic trips every weekend and because uh, he works for British Airways he gets discounted trips. Oh wow. Um, but they're, they're pregnant so that's going to stop for Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we've got a chance to get our nose back in front again but I think we're in, <laughs> somewhere in the mid-70s. Oh, right. Yeah. That is great. That is great. So 75-ish countries and you're counting the United States as one country, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The so United the list States that we use my brother is a different list. It, it counts like uh, Hong Kong and Macau as separate countries, and I think England and Scotland are different countries. So I think that list has about 400 places on it, whereas the one we, we go by generally is the UN list, which has 193. Okay, 193. So we're about a third of the way there. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That is great. I thought between Lee and I, I started a TripAdvisor uh, page here recently for Why Would You Go There? And I thought, I said, oh, man, we surely we've been like 80 or 90% of the world, and it was like 19% of the world. And Lee said, you've lost your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lee's been to a lot. He's been to a lot of countries, but not – if it's 193, I guess we're probably together a quarter of the way through that, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. He's two-thirds of our quarter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's twice as much as I am, but uh, I didn't start traveling a lot until the last 
probably 10 years and he's he still travels uh, probably three times as much as I do, maybe four times as much. Speaking of, I'm coming to Australia. I'm coming out that way in a few months, so I'm going to be looking for some oh, advice awesome. on, on right. some things. So, yeah. Yeah, before we get into – so let's get into that. But before we do, I want you to tell folks how they can find you because uh, you're so charismatic. All of our fans are going to want to uh, start listening to your <laughs> podcast. And I know it's any travel podcast because I listen to it. Uh, but why don't you tell folks otherwise? Do you, I think you do a blog and – then also, I want to know how you do all this travel because you're kind of location independent. So something's going on with work because you, you, none of you are royalty. You weren't just <laughs> born into a lot of money. So you've got to be doing something to earn a That'd living, right? Awesome. That, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, so we're working hard. Uh, you can find us at IndieTravelPodcast.com is the website. And there's 10 years of – 10 plus years of us blathering on about things. Uh, you can also find us wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, and it's indie travel, like indie rock, not like indie 500. So with right. a, an IE on the end. Uh, and, and yeah, you'll find us wherever good content is, is published. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that's been fun. And then I guess to, to answer that money question, you know, we, we started off with English teaching and we did that and we're getting sh- – short-term contracts for a couple of months here and a couple of months there and a summer camp here. And so we're teaching English to speakers of other languages. And that's what we did in Perth as well, because Australia. No. Um, and, 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 um, so the, uh, yeah, so yeah, people come and, and travel to Australia and New Zealand to, to learn English and have a great time. And so we were working in private language schools doing that. Uh, and then around 2008, uh, we won Lonely Planet's Best Podcast Award. Yeah, you did. Wow. That that, they only ran that competition once. So we are still Lonely Planet's wow. Best wow. Podcast. Man. You guys, which is, which is you fantastic. need to lead with so that in every conversation. You have to lead with that. Listen, if, if we had won anything, we would be leading with it. All, every single podcast. That is so true. So I don't true. think you've ever. You're so humble. You, I don't think you've ever said anything. People tell me I'm very humble. No, also, they but do not. <laughs> I would be saying that. I'm afraid I'd have to. Yeah. So that's, that's very cool. That's very cool. So yeah. So that was that kind of uh, validated. Uh, parents were like, "Oh, they're doing something worthwhile." Oh. Um, Still waiting for my so parents that, to say that. that, that. that was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they gave up again the next year, but uh, you know, still not a lawyer or a doctor, so <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, so at that point, I started working on the podcast, on travel blogging, on publishing eBooks, on all this kind of stuff around online travel publishing, and so that was most of uh, you know five to ten years ago. Uh, was me doing that, and Linda was still teaching part time with short term contracts, and and we were both working on the podcast. You know, she's got a, a much better editorial voice than me, and I was scrabbling to try and make it work as a business. And then, about five years ago, Linda decided 
she wanted to go and do her master's. And so that was great, but we couldn't make the travel business work because we weren't traveling. So we weren't generating content. So we weren't getting paid for that content. We're going to be in one place for a year. We could have right. made it work. We could have talked a lot because well, we're going to be in Spain, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. But it just it just didn't seem like the best choice. Yeah. So, well, we needed two people working on it to extract one person's income. Yes. Yeah, so right. with, with one person working on it to try and, you know, keep on keep on traveling and, and keep our heads above water, that was going to be tricky. Uh, and so at that point, I was actually already getting more emails about web development and around the business of online publishing than I was around travel. And so I went, hmm, there's something going on here. So I started doing some consulting around WordPress, which is one of the world's biggest uh, content management systems sure. that businesses mm-hmm. use to build websites. And so I started doing some consulting and then I went, uh, most of people's problem is with their their hosting. So I started a hosting product and then, a, you know, it went consulting, hosting, web development. And now it's kind of going a bit full circle again. And we're doing more consulting around marketing and sales online as well as all of the technical stuff that we do. So that's been the last five years building a company called Performance Foundry, uh, which if anyone's trying to do stuff online, you can find it at performancefoundry.com. And so, yeah, so that, that's what's kept us on the road. And, you know, we've got almost 15 people working with us at Performance Foundry. Almost with their, is it like 14 and a half? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, they have one dwarf. Is it a hobbit from New Zealand? Um, and, yeah, but we're on five continents. So we're, it's fully remote, fully wow. distributed yeah. and, um, you know, serving customers worldwide uh, with staff worldwide. And so we're now keeping... Now we travel and meet them all. Yeah, that's right. It, it gives us a really nice excuse for, for heading over places. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, I really need to meet that person who's been working with me for two years. Um, you know, let's go, go and see them. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, so that that that's how money works, and that's how we've managed to, to stay nomadic. Uh, lots of scrambling and some some good times and some hard times, and but yeah, just just making our own our own way. It's pretty cool because even though I'm teaching, I mean, I'm going back to do this course in Prague uh, next month actually, mm. and and Craig can come with me. I was talking to someone. I said, "Oh, you know, I'm looking for a place to stay," and I, I said that the the school only provides single rooms. And I said, "Oh, what's the problem with that?" I said. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, is your husband coming too? And I just thought, of course Craig's coming too. But I realized <laughs> that a lot of people don't have that, you know. Like, yeah, sure. That the husband would have to stay at home and keep working. But uh, in this case, Craig's like, woohoo, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sun, sunshine in Prague and, yeah, cheap beer and good food and oh, fantastic place to be. It's really funny because I was, I was hoping to have a year in New Zealand and maybe do the scores next year, but – the way things have worked out, I'm doing it this year, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, got to travel. And then I catch myself being a bit <laughs> negative about it, and I'm like, hang on, wait, shut up. Because yeah. <laughs> really? everyone's just looking at me, just glaring at me, going, you are skipping the New Zealand winter to spend a European <laughs> summer in one of the most beautiful beautiful cities in the world. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, so, yeah. speaking of a uh, New Zealand winter, so that's that's winter's just starting there now, right? Yes, it is. And it's, so, what are the what are the temperatures like? I'm, I know I'm kind of jumping subjects, but we like to do that a lot. Uh, so, what, what's the temperature like right now? Well, right now we're in Australia and it's freezing. It's actually colder here than it is in our city. So, New Zealand is long and skinny. It's got oh, sorry, it's got like um, two main islands: right. the North Island and the South Island. 
and we live. And in do you the call north, those the North Island. Island and the South Island? Yeah, we're really inventive, so we thought we'd give like really creative names to our to our islands. So they are called the North Island. The they also yeah, have they, Maori they, names they, as well. They sound so much better in Maori. Yeah. So they do the yeah. Te Aka Maori and Te Waipana Punamu. Yeah. That's well, what they call the Maori. What, but we I, I'm not sure what language you were just speaking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Te Reo or Maori, which is the language of the native people of New Zealand. So New Zealand, um, what about a thousand years ago, there were no people there. It was just birds. We didn't even have any mammals. So literally just birds, lots of flightless birds. And then about 950 years ago, uh, the Maori people arrived on these big long waka, which they are like Canoes, yeah. Uh, they came from the Pacific Islands, okay. and there were a bunch of different tribes, and they they populated New Zealand. Uh, and then the Europeans arrived in about seventeen ninety ish, and they started coming in. And uh, in typical colonial fashion, they uh, imposed colonial rules and uh, encouraged people to speak English. And so the Maori language uh, was less used. But now there's a renaissance, and people are starting to speak it more. And you know, you hear people on the radio saying "morena," which means "good morning." And, yeah, just, like, a few words in, in the language. But also a lot of people um, are learning today, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's coming back. And, mm. yeah, but anyway, that, that whole, whole thing doesn't help answer the question about the weather, Linda. Oh, the weather, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. That's how you we run our podcast. It doesn't matter. We're just, we're just moving on. But, yeah, that's fine. Okay, there was a point to talking about the geography because New Zealand is long and skinny, which means that down and the you bottom. Have, no, I understand you have two islands, right? Okay. The, you have two islands? Two islands, yeah. Or well, two it, main islands. A North There's Island and one. a South Island? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're never going to forget. So, yeah, down the south, the bottom of the South Island, uh, it's close to Antarctica. They get a lot of southerly winds, and it gets really cold, and it snows, it's freezing. But we live up in, well, towards the north of the North Island. You guys live in Auckland, is that right? Auckland, yeah. So yeah. Auckland's the biggest city. Yep. The capital is Wellington, which is at the bottom of the North Island. Oh, and yeah. yeah, in our city, it's the, the, the south winds are quite north mild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, the, the winters are quite mild at the moment. It's uh, like highs of seventeen degrees Celsius, something like that. Lows of about ten, which is totally fine. So ten's like fifty degrees. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. us, uh, for and, us and that the, don't use the, the Celsius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't know how to translate into Fahrenheit, unfortunately. No, there's yeah, only like like okay. two countries in the world that use it. So I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the, let, yeah. so let me ask you this. Let's, I, I kind of do want to talk to you. I think Lee wants to talk a little bit about Australia, but I definitely want to talk about New Zealand because I, I think I told you, Linda, in the email that that is my wife's dream place. And the only thing that has kept us from going there is the fact that plane tickets are outrageous to get to either Australia or New Zealand. Uh, I I really yeah, don't know why you can fly to China a lot cheaper than you can fly to uh, New Zealand. But if the, one of the things we like to talk about is for folks that are going to go, and and that's not just my wife's dream place; it's a lot of people's dream place here in, in yes. the United States. Uh, what if we get to Auckland? What are a couple of things that, or anywhere on on the two islands? What are a couple of things that you just have to do? If you're telling somebody come from the United States, we're going to travel all these hours to get there, this is the one thing or the two things that you have to see in New Zealand. Yeah, I think that's a great question because you're jumping on a plane. Well, I know it's a great question, Craig. Well, I'm not sure of that. That's right. You're going, <laughs> going, going out of L.A. to Auckland, I think it's about 
It's yeah, that's about 12 hours. So you, you're getting off and you don't want to be there for just a weekend because most of your time will be spent on the plane. Sure. So I think that that's thing number one is go for it minimum a week, but preferably try and, you know, like make, this, you make this your long holiday. Uh, and I think the, the visa-free thing works for up to three months for American citizens. So you can, you know, you can jump off and, and go and enjoy yourself for as, as long as you can. So I think that would be tip number one is give yourself some time because Auckland is a great small city and it's metropolitan and it's a Pacific hub and it's an Asian hub and it's, you know, it's colonial. So it's a European hub as well. So all of these great influences uh, are there and it's a fantastic city. But most people don't go to New Zealand to visit a city. Sure, they true. go to go and see the the wildlife and the you know the amazing uh, beaches, dive locations, and a lot of people want to go and see the stuff they've seen in Flight of the Concords. I mean, in in Lord well, of the Rings. I was Ring. going. To, that's on my uh, list to ask you about. That is on my list to ask you about because everybody in the United States knows New Zealand by Flight of the Concords and The Hobbit. <laughs> those, yeah, are the, yeah. those are the only two things. And I, That's first of true. all, I wanted to know. I want to talk about Fly of the Concords, and then I also want to talk about Frodo and Gandalf, and when oh you met them. <laughs> I think that brings up an important safety message because those hobbits are real buggers for stealing your washing <laughs> off of the line, and you have to be careful. The stuff outside; those hobbits will come and just just take uh, it away. Yeah. So you have to be careful with that. It's <laughs> great. I'm so glad you were able to work that in. Uh, so, <laughs> so if, oh gosh! So if we're coming over there, we're going you know to try that, and spend some so time. If, if go ahead. Go, yeah, if, if you want to go and see that Lord of the Ringsy stuff, uh, what you want to be doing is heading south out of Auckland, and there's a great guidebook you can get that's got all of the uh, the locations on it. So some of them are just a couple of hours uh, coach trip or hire car. Uh, south of Auckland, and you can go to Hobbiton, and they've actually kept the whole uh, location set up with all of the uh, the Hobbit homes and with the pub. So you can go and have a beer in, uh, I think it's the Green Dragon uh, pub hmm. in Hobbiton, and you can you can go there and do a tour around the place. Have you so guys done that, or is that too touristy for you? We haven't done it because we don't often get to that part of the country. Um, I actually flew over Hobbiton oh, maybe like 10 years ago. My sister's a pilot and she was at a some sort of flying conference. She got one of her friends to, to take me for a trip. But it was actually between the making of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and they'd demolished it all. So they still had The Hobbit holes, but they'd taken away all of the accoutrement. Mm-hmm. And so that meant that it was actually kind of boring. But now they've <laughs> reconstructed it for The Hobbit. Um, it, it sounds a lot more interesting. We really should go. We should. We, should we go all go. do. We must. We will. Yeah. Well, when you but, go, um, I would say email me after you go and tell me how great it is or how terrible it is because it's going to be on the list of things <laughs> yeah. that we have to do. Maybe you should do a podcast on it yourselves, and then I'll just listen. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> but I would say one thing to do is, is hire a car because New Zealand is bigger than you might think. Like it's small. It's a small country, but um, the population density is kind of which means that public transport and especially intercity transport can be a little bit rough. And the beautiful thing about New Zealand is that there's so much awesome nature and you want to take little detours. So I'd recommend hiring a car. Um, one of my favourite things is to go, rather than going south out of Auckland, is to go north out of Auckland. 
and you get to the Bay of Islands, which is a beautiful area. Uh, it's actually where the original capital of New Zealand was. Now, and what is it called again? Dolphin I'm sorry. Tours. The Bay of Islands. Bay of Islands, okay. Once again, really, really original naming. <laughs> you know what's in the Bay? There's islands. <laughs> you're, you're surprised, right? <laughs> so there's okay, a, that does what it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there, there are actually town names like Paihia, Kerikeri, Russell. They're proper names. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, a glowworm cave up there that's run by a Maori family, which I think is really cool. That's and actually number two on TripAdvisor, and I, I'm – Man, you're you're hitting all the things that TripAdvisor says to hit too. So, uh, oh, glowworm, no. glowworm Although, caves. Because TripAdvisor probably recommends the White Homo Caves, which is south of Auckland, and they are really touristy. I mean, they're fine, but they're quite expensive. So, I'm recommending an alternative one, which is in the Bay of Islands. It's quite nearby here. It's cheaper, about twenty bucks instead of eighty or a hundred. Yeah, it's and kind of a half hour experience instead of a, a two to three hour experience. Okay, it depends okay. on what you want. But, but you get the so exactly it's what same, is the glowworm cave? So a glowworm is a type of insect that uh, emits a light from its butt. Okay. It's, I believe it's its poo. Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> a firefly. I don't, do, you, do you guys have fireflies? We have fireflies here, which are flies. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a firefly, but it doesn't fly. Um, sure, it's a worm. Yeah, yeah. So it crawls, so right? <laughs> and uh, but you can go into these these big caves, and with the lights off, it looks like you're looking at the the Milky Way. You know, there's just wow. hundreds of thousands cool. of these lights really cool. of, of various, uh, you know, various strengths all around the place. And so you're in these these beautiful caverns to start with, and you know, amazing places to be under the ground, and then. Yeah, you have this kind of night sky effect with bugs. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Very cool. So let me ask you, how long would it take to go from, you know, a, a, kind of a northern part of the island to the southern part of the island, you know, if you were to drive a car? About two months, I reckon, if you don't ride. It's bigger than so I thought. There's, there's just so many places to go. But the, the distances aren't that huge. But if you're used to jumping on a freeway in the States and, you know, driving, of course, at the speed limit all of all of the way across on these lovely straight bits of freeway, you're going to be surprised when you hit the main, the main road in New Zealand and you start heading south. And it, it starts off pretty good. It's yeah, kind right of yeah. six to eight lanes. And, you know, that's all good. And then a couple of hours further down, you're down to two lanes, one each way with no barrier in between it, no lights on the side of the road. And then a couple of hours further south, you might end up with some sheep crossing in front of you <laughs> or something like that. So that you can't just look at the, the map and go, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's a couple of hundred Ks. That'll take us two hours. Like, no, 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 Especially no, 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 in the no, south. No. A lot of people uh, fly into Queenstown, which is one of the most nice. – it's probably the adventure capital of New Zealand, I think they call it. There's bunch jumping and high diving and all sorts of things. But it's quite near um, uh, Milford Sound, which is another major tourist destination. It's a beautiful area where you can go boating and uh, there's a wonderful hike. Great hiking, great hiking yeah. But people look at the map and they think, okay, I can get there in an hour. And no, it's kind of a three, four hour trip because it's all windy roads and there are lots of people on the road and lots of buses because everyone's going there. So, yeah, some people try to do it in a morning. <laughs> it's just impossible. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a, an important safety reminder because if you haven't ever sat on a plane for 12 hours before and ended up on the wrong side of the world with all the time zones changed, you, you 
don't want to be jumping in a car as soon as you've done that and <laughs> yeah. driving for half a day. Sure. Also right? on the wrong yeah. side of the road. On the wrong side of the road, <laughs> yeah. The Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, Lee, you got some – was there something else you want to talk about in New Zealand or did you have some Australia well, questions I, since they're now in Australia? And, oh, I, I do have a question because I always like to dominate the conversation. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> So if we fly that far, we are probably thinking of doing Australia, maybe uh, Eastern Australia for a while, and then uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand. And I know there's a lot of cruises that you can get that will do uh, do New Zealand and then go back. Uh, I think they're out of uh, Sydney maybe, maybe mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, so can you do realistically in a two-week period, can you do both? If you like spending a lot of time on a boat, <laughs> well, I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily, the, necessarily yeah, mean if, uh, on a cruise, but I mean, I mean, if you uh, if you wanted to a, uh, fly into Sydney and do Sydney for a week, or is it yeah, is it what, possible? What, what wouldn't do it on a cruise personally because it's been I think it's been two days just crossing the, the Tasman, and so I would go, I'd fly into Sydney, maybe go down to Melbourne, so I have like two or three days in Sydney, two or three days in Melbourne. They're the top cities. On the sure on the east coast, and then fly across to New Zealand and have maybe have more time in New Zealand uh, because in Australia you probably don't want to be driving between cities because the distances are really long. One time I was in Sydney and I needed to get to Melbourne. I thought, oh, I could fly. I could go by train. And I looked into the into the prices. They were the same as hundred bucks. And I looked into the times, and the flight was going to be an hour and a half. That was very small. The train was going to be thirteen hours. So oh, wow. I wow. went by plane. Sure. So, but in New Zealand. <laughs> Uh, part of the attraction is the drive. So you fly into New Zealand, you hire a car, and you just go for a drive. If you are going to be only having two weeks in Australia and New Zealand, I'd probably choose one island. So choose either the North Island or the South Island, or maybe do a road trip around the North Island and then fly down to Queenstown and have a couple of days there, something like that. So don't try to do everything in that amount of time. Yep, sure. So I think I'd like to do like a New Zealand, like a Fiji in with that too, or somewhere like that. Oh, yeah. One of those places that are, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure they're still not super close, but they're about as close as I'm going to be if I'm ever in, in New Zealand. That's about the mm-hmm. closest place I'll get. So is that is that feasible? How far is that? Any idea? Yeah, definitely. Four hours from Auckland to Fiji. So that's fine. Okay. And you can some, I, mean, I know that there are flights. I think Air Fiji flies from Auckland to Fiji to LA, maybe. I'm not sure. But I think there is a flight that you can do. So maybe on your way home or on your way there, you could get that flight and make it work instead of having to go to Fiji and then come back to Auckland and then go back to uh, the States. Okay. So cool. So I, one thing I wanted to talk about is for New Zealand, you know, I, I think of just all kind of like Troy mentioned the Hobbit stuff, but yeah, all the, the mm-hmm. landscape. So it sounds like it, as you were talking that you start off on this six lane highway and then you, uh, and then you get down to, two lanes and then you get some sheep crossing in front of you. So th- I think that's more of what I would really be interested in is just seeing the different landscapes. So I assume that's going to be several hours outside of any city area. Uh, oh, not, not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to find that really quickly. Oh, cool. Even in Auckland, I mean, we've got, we've got areas in our city, the biggest city in Auckland, um, quite near where Craig's parents live. There's just some fields and there's sheep in them. And on my way to work, so I we live in the south of Auckland, and I go into the city centre, and there are horses and fields, and you know it's it's very green everywhere. Even the cities are very green. Yeah, and drive for twenty minutes outside of any city, and you'll be in a rural area. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's a movie that a lot of people may not have seen uh, called The Piano, 
uh, by Jane Campion. And this was a really big movie in the 90s. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm aging myself. I've drama. seen it. Yeah. 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 And so that it's, it's these stunning black sand beaches with towering cliffs and, you know, dramatic waves. And that's about 25 minutes away from Auckland Central Business District. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's, it's, it's there. It's not like, it's oh, we go g- hiking. Well, we do go hiking, but at the moment it's closed because of that. Yeah. The, the, the hills around it are closed. They're trying to, yeah, stop a, a tree disease. That's what we do in New Zealand. That's like top headline news is, you know. <laughs> Wash your shoes. Wash, wash, wash your shoes because we don't want this disease spreading to the other trees. Uh, and, and Are you walking like on the really, trees? That's love. No, the, the, the disease spreads through the roots. Sure. So, yeah, sure. Oh, through, wow. Through the walk, soil. Wow. Yeah. If you get soil in your shoes and then you walk in another area where it doesn't have the disease, you'll spread it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love coming back from overseas and, and just coming back to New Zealand news. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just fantastic. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and so, the, yeah, but there, there are these amazing natural experiences to be had uh, uh, just just there. And so it's great. And But I think if you really want to see those landscapes of Lord of the Rings, then some of them are out of the way. But I just go and spend a couple of bucks and get that location guidebook uh, that they published. And then you'll be able to plot out, you know, which ones are accessible to the other places that you want to go. Right, right. And, and then just rent a car uh, yeah, and, you'll, you'll, and take off. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, some of the places, like if you're really into it, you can do like helicopter tours and, and go, you know, and, and do flyovers of, of some of the places. And But yeah, a lot of them are, are accessible. Okay, good deal. So that gives me some good info about New Zealand. Yeah, I guess too. I'll I'll – ask you briefly about australia just because it's it's so big and there's so much to talk about do you have specific <laughs> cities or areas that you that you prefer that you like um in, in australia i know you mentioned you live in perth mm-hmm. now it's it's perth, perth cool, is on the like west coast right yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah yeah and it's you it's know, cool i really it's, liked it it's fantastic it's like this island just off the coast and you can go by a ferry called rottnest island and they have an animal called a quokka, which sounds like it's made up, but it isn't. And it's just this marsupial that lives there. And when the people arrived, they thought it was big rats. So that's why they <laughs> called it rot nest, the, the rat nest island. And, yeah, they'll just come up and, and like, chat to you and eat your food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So that was quite cool. Yeah. That's what they do. But, yeah, it's, it's completely unique. And that's one of the cool things about Australia. If you look at a map, you're kind of like, oh, there's all these cities down the, down the east coast. Uh, and that's where the Great Barrier Reef is, and that's where most of the names of places you've heard go down the east coast, and it kind of curves along the south a little bit until, you get Adelaide. And, until yeah, you get about a third of the way along. And if you're looking at Australia at night, you just see nothing for most of the rest of the continent until mm. you get these lights around Perth on the west coast. So it's kind of like, oh, hey, you, you leave New York, and there's some other cities around there, but between... You know, a couple of hours out of New York, then there's nothing until you hit LA on the other side. There's just wow. this emptiness in the middle. And uh, people don't understand. You're, you're crossing a whole continent. They go, oh, there's really? some cities over there and a city there. So I'll just drive that. And like two <laughs> yeah. days later, you're still in the car going, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> True. You don't want to plan to drive between cities in Australia. The distances are so long. If you want to spend time in Australia, I'd recommend you choose a couple of cities and, and explore within the city and outside of the city. Maybe hire a car. Like Adelaide is quite good. You can 
get out of the city, maybe go to Kangaroo Island, which is quite fun. There's kangaroos and lots of other animals. Yeah, um, lots of adventure sports there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, cool stuff. And from, from Melbourne, you can do a day trip out to, um, what's it called? Uh, the- Port Phillip and the Penguin yep. Quad. Colony, you thinking? I was thinking about the Great Ocean Road. Uh, Great Ocean Road, yeah, fantastic out there. Lots of good wineries around the place uh, as well. And from from Sydney, you can go to the Blue Mountains. So there's there's lots of, like, day trips you can do, but that's what I'd recommend you do. Choose two or three cities and plan a day trip out of each one so that you get to see the city and you get to see something outside of the city. But don't plan to travel between the cities by land. there's, There's one exception to that if you're feeling adventurous, which is to go between Adelaide, which is in the south, and Darwin in the north. And you're going through a massive desert. So mm. this is the kind of thing where if you get lost, you don't come back. Uh, so there, 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 there is like fun. Joy, there, you should there try it out. You'll love it. But it's fantastic. But you, you, you bring your own water with you. You bring your own camping we, gear. We did it on a tour. And we, it, was, it was great. We did it on a bus. And we yeah. saw people doing it, like that they had prepared themselves. They had their fancy things. It just looked like a lot of work. So we went from Adelaide, and it was a two-day trip up to Alice Springs, uh, we passed through maybe six days. Yeah, it was more than two it days. Six, it was a six-day trip. And um, we went past Uluru, which is also called Ayers Rock, which is amazing. And um, But you can also keep going. So that's basically the middle of the country. And if you keep going, you get to Darwin. Yeah, so you can drive kind of south to north or north to south through this amazing desert. But mm-hmm. it's it's a bit wild westy. It's a bit yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be... I get to uh, also little cool towns like Kuvapiti, yeah. which is um, an opal mining town. And everyone lives underground. Like they live in wow. caves under the ground. Like they're proper houses. They dug out of the rock. But it's a lot cooler because during the day sure. it's sweltering. So, yeah, and they, they have a, a year-round temperature underground of like 25 degrees or something, which is quite nice. So, yeah. That's good. So yeah, I'm going to Australia I, in I, a few I, months. And that, the, the Ayers Rock, Alice Springs, those those are the areas that I was – debating on visiting so you're kind of making it mm-hmm. sound like we definitely need to go there uh so yeah i think we're that, I'd recommend it. yeah that's one of the things that's really unique like mm. sydney and melbourne are both amazing cities and they have unique but global cultures but you know when you, when you go to a city you're going to a city big Agreed, cities right. have more in common with each other than with you know the rest of the country and so if you go to new york and london and, and melbourne there's elements of that which are the, the same, you know, and there's, there's a lot of similarities between them. But uh, there's nowhere in the world that's quite like Kukupiti or Ayers <laughs> Rock. You know, they, these are really unique things. And so I love going into to big, famous cities, and I love experiencing the uniqueness of them. But, yeah, for me, I've got to get out of that as well. I've got to go and see the, the weird stuff that's maybe a bit, harder to get to or a bit more travel time Uh, but it's yeah it's the stuff that's unique which is most exciting for me yeah that's true we were talking the other day about our trip in um cambodia and everyone goes to phnom penh and siem reap but our highlight was this little town called batambang which we arrived on we arrived on a bus and then we did this tuk-tuk tour and it was just you know people go how did you find out about this i don't know how we found out about it (laughs) yeah but we stumbled across this this tuk-tuk tour and it was just actually one of the most memorable experiences Awesome. I think we'd prefer we'd prefer to do that again than go back to Phnom Penh. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. so that's interesting because I think I'm similar in that regard. You know, I'm not a huge city person. I I I, I like cities. I enjoy them, but we're not mm-hmm. even planning on going to Sydney or Melbourne. We're we're talking more about mm-hmm. going to to 
Cairns or Carnes, I don't know how you say it, but uh, talking about more going there and, and you know, kind of doing the drive to Alice Springs and all that stuff. So so that's good. That's good news. Uh, yeah, I think you really like it. Well, good. So I, I did – I don't know if Troy had any other questions, but I did have one other main question that I wanted to ask you guys. Since you've been to so many places, do you have like <laughs> a top two or three places that interest you the most or that you'd recommend? That's a great question. For, for folks that – In the whole world. That, that, yeah, that haven't traveled. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, sorry, the whole world. Anywhere you've been. Right. People that haven't Don't say Auckland. Before. You can't say Auckland. Cause, cause this is, <laughs> you know, this is one of the, the weird things, right? Because I think that like like any drug, travel is you get you, you start getting more extreme the longer that you've been in it, right? True. And uh, so uh, good places to go for first-time travelers that aren't really comfortable with the idea of, of that, you know, or a bit worried about that difference, that cultural difference. Uh, I tend to go to the, the places that you've heard of, you know, go go to somewhere that you know about, that you've heard about, that you've wanted to go all of your life. Go there. That's the best place for you, yeah. you know, and and you'll you'll see the sights that you've always wanted to see. You'll eat the food you've always wanted to eat and you'll get annoyed by how the wait staff treat you. <laughs> and you'll, you know, you'll Great be advice. worried, you know, like all, all of, all of that stuff. And you'll, you, at some point you go, oh, this is like being at home, but different. And that's okay. Sure. And then from there, you can, you know, you, you start building that travel muscle. You start building that confidence because I think everywhere in the world, people probably want the same as you. They want tomorrow to be a little bit better than today. They want their kids to grow up healthy and do well. And that's the same everywhere. So going overseas, it's not like, you know, that those ethics or those values suddenly change because you've crossed the border. It's just people approach life a different way. And and that's not a bad thing. And it's, you know, it might not quite fit your idea of how the world should work. But, hey, it's worked for them for dozens or hundreds of thousands or thousands of years. So, you know, very, <laughs> it, it very obviously good works somehow. So you'd say go go where you want to go. Go where I want to go. Yeah. For me, choosing one one destination that's our favorite is probably Spain. We spend a lot of time in Spain, and I don't know. Every time we go back, we love it. So if you're if you don't have a place that you really want to go, to, I think Spain is a good one. Um, of course, they speak Spanish there, so learning a few words would be helpful. But there's heaps to do. Every part of the country is different, and the food is really good, and people friendly, and it's just ah, oh, it's amazing. Like going to Madrid, there's, there's heaps to do there and you can do day trips as well. We spend a lot of time in the north uh, and oh, there's heaps of festivals. It's just, yeah, it's just those, those smaller cities along the, the northern coast and, and the west coast are just fantastic and really undervisited. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people go to Barcelona, Catalonia, uh, maybe Costa Brava, fantastic mm-hmm. out there as well. It's on the east coast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, along the the border with France, the mountains, and then the the northern and northwestern coasts, uh, some of my favorite places. And also the Beautiful. south, like Granada with the Alhambra. Uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. Cool things down there. One thing we love to do is there's a network of hiking paths that all go across all of Spain and end up in a city called Santiago de Compostela, and uh, it's wow. a, a walk called the Camino. And we've never heard about it. Maybe you've heard of the movie. It's called The Way with. Um, it's got Martin, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. I don't know, but I'm going to look it up yeah. now. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, uh, you have to. You have to. It's, it's our favorite thing. It's not a great movie, but no. it's a, <laughs> a great experience. Way to sell yeah, it, so Greg. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, people would leave the house. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. People would leave their house and then walk to Santiago. And in the 80s, it kind of developed a renaissance. It kind of died away because people didn't feel the need to do pilgrimages anymore. But in the 80s, it, it kind of was reborn. And now thousands of people do this walk every year. And the most popular one starts on the border with France and it goes about 100 kilometers inland. And they walk all the way across from the border with France to Santiago de Compostela. But there are lots of other walks as well. So we did one from Seville, which is in the south of um, Spain, walked for 1,000 kilometers north to Santiago de Compostela. And we did it for our 10th wedding anniversary. So we arrived on the nice. day of the anniversary. It was very nice. Exactly. Yeah, yes. there's nothing like walking nonstop for six weeks and not getting in a vehicle to, you know, to, 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 your relationship. to, to yeah. <laughs> It's solidified yeah, your mean, relationship, you can, you can right? Walk for as long as you want. Yeah. Sorry, Rosanne? Yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, you can walk for as long as you want. You can start wherever you want. Um, we've done one that was only three days. We've done one that was like 10 days. Yeah, we've got quite a bit of info on this. If you go to ndtravelpodcast.com slash Camino, which is like C-A-M-I-N-O. And yeah, we've got got a little mini portal there about some of our experiences. We'll and, check and that out, and I hope our listeners there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, we we did the, we did it for the first time in two thousand and eight, and Craig wanted to do it, and I was like, oh, whatever. And then I did it, and another crazy idea. Yeah. You sound exactly <laughs> like Linda. You sound exactly like our wives, but with just with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm driving him to Prague, and he's like, all right, but, and. So, yeah, one of us will have an idea and the other one will go, okay, if that's what you really want to do, and then we'll do it and then we'll both love it. It's pretty much yeah, yeah. the circle that happens. Yeah. So, in this case, we, we started in Pamplona, which is famous for the running of the bulls. Right. And we walked for about five weeks. That so was about 850 kilometers. And wow. when, we, when we finished, when we arrived, we didn't want to stop. It was just so cool. You get into this routine. You wake up in the morning, you pack up your bag, which is quite light because you don't want to carry much on your back, and then you walk. And all you have to think about is where are we going to stop for lunch? What are we going to have for dinner? And where are we going to sleep? Yeah. That's I'm, literally it. I'm looking at going, right, it's, it's uh, thinking kilometers. I'll try and translate into miles. I'm like, okay, it's, it's two miles to, to the first town and there's a cafe in that town. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm going to walk for an hour and a half. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have a, a tostada with fresh, uh, fresh olive oil and tomato on it. And I'm going to have, a, have an espresso. And then I'll walk for another three miles. That's no, okay. I'll get there for lunchtime. And there's a restaurant <laughs> there. It's 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 not like you're you're hiking. It's not like you you're on the Appalachian time. Trail. No, no. You're, you're walking through some farmers' fields for a bit, and you know, and then hitting another village, and then oh, that, yeah, oh, that sounds it's, cool. It's really yeah. cool. And we're thinking about doing this time last year. Um, I I decided I needed a break, so I went and walked for one week in the Camino del Norte. So that's the one that goes along the top, the north coast. So I went from San Sebastian to Bilbao a little bit further. And so after I do this course in Prague, we're going to be in Europe. So we thought, oh, maybe we can just do another week. So we'll probably fly down to Spain and get to the point where I finished. And Chris and Kiva, whether he's going to do it with me or maybe I'll just do it by myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's a kind of thing you can do by yourself because there's um, accommodation for pilgrims. The only people who stay there are people walking this, this route. You have to have a little passport. You get a stamp every night. And that's your proof that you're doing it. Cool. And oh, wow. it's really cheap. It's cheap. Like the accommodation costs maybe 10 euros between, oh, oh, yeah, between six euros and 20 euros anyway. The most I paid last time was 18 euros. And, yeah, that's fine. And then the food is quite cheap. Um, they often have pilgrim meals, like a three-course menu for lunch or for dinner at around mm-hmm. 15 euros. 
It's right. so not good. expensive. I at highly recommend it. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I could. I did it on. Well, the first time we did it, we were almost broke. We did it on twenty-five euros for both of us. But the last time, <laughs> this last last year, I did it. I think like twenty-five euros just for me. But yeah, you can easily do twenty to thirty euros per person, depending on your budget per day. Well, those that is some great advice. I love it. Uh, I think we're we're getting ready. We've been on this almost for an hour. The hour has flown by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Before we get off of here, though, uh, first of all, I want to say if there's any – I think you've kind of done some parting parting words with some ideas of what folks can do. Maybe maybe seasoned travelers doing that those walks that you talk about in Spain. And we're going to look up Camino on any travel podcast website. Uh, and then I loved Craig's advice for first-time travelers to go someplace that you've thought about and read mm-hmm. about and heard about. And then you can see that folks are pretty much the same. Uh, it, anywhere uh, so th- those that is great great advice uh before we get off of here though lee do you have any any final thoughts now I'm, i want to let them talk more about or tell more about how folks can reach them because i know after listening to this our listeners are going to want to listen to their podcast very true yeah uh i don't have a whole lot uh, as you you mean you bring up reach them i just want to point out that i followed them on twitter like two weeks ago and they never followed us back but whatever <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, that was, yeah. Oh, that's East Tennessee jab, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, really, it was a joy having you guys. You guys have, have uh, made me jealous. You know, you make me want to travel more. I always enjoy discussing traveling. So you've you've kind of heightened that even more. Uh, so thank you for all your information, all your tips, and uh, that's all I've got. Hey, do you guys have an Instagram? We do, but we haven't really been keeping up with it. I mean, we, we go through phases with social sure. media where we're like, yeah, we're so into Twitter. And <laughs> yeah. Then we, yeah. Um, and yeah. Then, yeah, Instagram understand. is the best. But yes, uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's both Indie Travel. Indie Travel Podcast. So, All right, I'm, I'm going to look that just up. Just Indie Travel. No podcast. No podcast. It's just Indie Travel no. for Twitter. Just Indie Travel. And for, uh, and for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right, well, I think we're going to get off here. Guys, thanks so much uh this was uh thanks so much for having us oh we listen you have a great podcast and i love the fact that uh, you guys don't mind joking a little bit and on on your podcast (laughs) and you make it kind of easy to listen to and there's always a lot of great tips Uh, i listened to recently obviously i listened to the auckland uh, episode recently like 10 very inexpensive things to do in auckland uh and then i also listened to a london podcast from a while back where you uh, i think you did uh five your five favorite things or five inexpensive things to do in London. Uh, and I love the story about the squirrels. Uh, so I, I, people need to go and look that, look that podcast up and listen to the story about the squirrels and, and your fashion yeah. fascination with squirrels that you had never seen. Uh, when you're cool. Talking, yeah. yeah. They're everywhere here. Uh, people, people can't keep them out of bird feeders. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And I think, I think we're about ready to wrap this thing up. Yeah. So, sure, uh, Troy, Lee, thanks so much. Eh? It's been a blast. Well, good deal. Well, wh- Lee, why don't you end with our motto and we'll, we'll cut it. So our motto is it's better to go someplace that you hate than to not go anywhere at all. Uh, so go do some traveling. Go do something. You are not mm-hmm. going to hate Auckland, though. It doesn't sound Find like. us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, at why would you go there? Look up Linda and Craig as well. Indeed. Indie Travel Podcast or Indie Travel. Indie Travel on Twitter. Indie Travel Podcast is the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we're out of here. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Ben, cue the music. (laughs) 
Okay, you guys can't hear the music. Uh, there's there's going to be music here. So uh, We can't so, hear it either, can we? <laughs> well, I can. I don't know what's wrong with you. I can hear it. Seriously? Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear it loud and clear. It's just fine. Uh, there's something wrong with your ears. Craig, Linda. There's something wrong with your face. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you you guys doing this. You're you're our, our first uh, our first guest, I guess, that Ooh, from another podcast. podcast. Oh. First yeah, podcast, podcast guest. And, and I don't know that we're we're probably gonna have any well, I say that our wives were on our show. They they used to run a podcast. We, we, we can play biscuits then too. Yeah, biscuits. That's, that's awesome. Also biscuits. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you're best. You're the best guest. Best guest we've ever had. No. Uh, anyway, thank, thanks so much. And I know it's, what is it, like 9, 10 o'clock there? Yeah, 10.15. 10.15. And you guys are, uh, uh, I now did we wake you up? Because I know from podcasts in the past that uh, I think Craig likes to sleep, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what happened was um, we're looking after my nephews at the moment and I had to take them to school. So I've been getting up early. But the reason we were late was because I managed to get lost on my way to the school. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so great. many times. But I took the wrong turning. And I'm like, why is this in the wrong place in Thailand? So, yeah, it took a little bit longer. And, of course, I was trying to be a bit fast because I want to come back in time for this. And, yeah. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's guys, hilarious. I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you saved that for the end. So I wasn't like, uh, you know, long-term travelers, Craig and Linda, come find their way around. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I hope you're still rolling. <laughs> uh, 